are. Here we go. It's uh, episode 40, Ajis, with Harry Mays, Jason Martinez. Harry, take it easy on me. I'm a little debilitated today. Yeah, I know. I've been following, of course. I follow you on social media. Why? Yeah, well, yeah. What do you mean, why? You put out some good content there, man. And it's hockey season. You got to follow Jason Martinez on Twitter. But yeah. I noticed that you were talking about being sick. And I feel like you've been sick for like six months. I, I do, too. It's been like one thing after another. And yeah. before I had kids, Harry, I don't think I got sick for a decade. Right. But now I got these Petri dishes that go to school yeah. and, and grab germs and bring them home. And yeah, they're little germ transporters is really what they are. Exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> and they just grab everything and they bring it home and they say, here's some for you. Right. Dad. And Yeah. And now that I'm this. 50, it's like, here, let's crush you with this shit right and i think this one's i don't think i had covid until now Ange had this too last week so oh yeah um yeah i think the telltale sign here i my kids went out for trick-or-treating last night yeah and i had uh a reese's peanut butter cup my daughter got home. i couldn't taste it at oh, all that's Not a shame at all like yeah. nothing it tasted like i was eating a handful of sand wow yeah, no I, taste. I had two trick-or-treaters last night. They were my next-door neighbor kids. Did John Clark pull up as a trick-or-treater, Harry? <laughs> no. I think he was actually down at Citizens Bank Park still wrapping up things or tidying up things for the postponed baseball game. Uh, but no, he was he was not home for trick-or-treating. There's no there's hardly any kids in my neighborhood. Yeah. In fact, I think my neighbors neighborhood. Are, Yeah, I think my neighbors' kids, like right next door to me, are the only people with kids. Oh, and they've got like right. four kids. All under the age of six. So you go buy a six pack of like uh, Hershey bars and you're covered. I actually bought uh, a bag of Reese's peanut butter cups, a bag of the Kit Kat, the minis, you know, like the one, mm -hmm. I guess it's like two sticks in it. And then I got, I found the Reese's fast break candy bar. I got two bags of those. They are my favorite candy bar of all time. Really? And that's a yes. bastardization. Fast break, it's called. I, I, they're not that easy to find. I remember when they first came out. And yellow I wrapper. My, it's an orange kind of, it's orange, yellow, and blue, I think. Or yeah. Like, um, but man, is it good. And as soon as I, I tasted the first ones back when they used to make real large candy bars, I was mm -hmm. like, man, I'm hooked. And I found two bags. So I'm keeping those for myself. Oh, so the, you trick or treated for yourself too? Correct. Oh, yes. I, see I think that's what everybody does. Well, I, yeah. I saw something on on Twitter that this is a good opportunity. Halloween is a good opportunity for parents to teach their kids taxation. In other words, the kids bring home all the candy, and then the parents take you know twenty percent, thirty percent of each yeah. of each uh, bag, if yeah. you will. You take yeah. you, you that that is called the living under my roof tax, right? Yes, yeah, the passing absolutely. germs on to me tax. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we were taught that, and I know my parents dipped into my bag, sure, into my uh, pillowcase. I'm sure it was that I brought out. We didn't bring out like little, you know, specially made baskets and stuff like that back in our day. Harry, we mm -hmm. just grabbed a pillowcase. Right, right. You know, right. Yeah, you didn't have like the little plastic jack o' lantern bucket. Yeah, that kids use. Right. No. If yeah. you had a bucket, it was the one you wore on the ice. That was exactly. the only bucket you had. I knew. I set you up on a tee for that one. Thank you for driving it right down the middle of the fairway. But we got Larry Boa coming on today, a very special guest, a friend of ours, near and dear to our hearts. 
Loved working with Larry back in the day at, at the old radio station talking baseball. And we got game three tonight, obviously postponed last night. I thought Major League Baseball did the right thing. They could have done it earlier in the day yeah. so people didn't have to go down there, schlep down there and spend money on, you know, whatever they had to spend money on. But, you know, they made the right call because there's nothing worse than getting these games started and then having to stop them. And it throws all the pitching out of whack and, and the fan base sits there in the, in the cold rain. It sucks. So there's, there's too much at, at, you know, yes, these are, this is the most important here. games of the season. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, like yeah, yeah, let's not fuck around here. Like right. it, there's too much to play for here. Let's just do this. Right. Especially when you can see that the weather forecast, the next three nights in Philadelphia is going to be cool and dry. It's be good. Yeah. It's going to be good. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, I remember back in 08. Yes. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. Yeah. Two nights. You had to split a game between two nights. Yeah. We always get this kind of weather this time of year, too. Right around Halloween, it's always mm-hmm. wet. It's always like damp and it, it sucks. I hate yeah. this weather. <laughs> this weather this time of year is just, I'd rather have winter than this crap. Wow. You prefer winter over this. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm sure like managing in a circumstance like this is no bo- is no picnic either. But he joins us right now. He is former Major League Baseball infielder for the Philadelphia Phillies. He still looks good in pinstripes too, Har. He's Larry Boa. What's going on, Bo? What's going on, guys? Getting ready to hopefully get this game in tonight and see what happens. Well, we were just talking about that, Larry, and it's so good to see you, man. Uh, miss talking you baseball too, yeah. with you. Uh, I think the Major League Baseball made the right call last night. I just kind of wish they would have done it a little bit earlier, you know, so the fans didn't get inconvenienced. But what were, what were your thoughts? I agree. I agree 100%. I mean, everyone knew what the forecast was. I literally went down there and uh, like an hour before, and uh, I thought it could have been called like at 3 or 4 o'clock. But right. You know, Major League Baseball, obviously, they didn't want to go head-to-head on Thursday with the, especially the Eagles playing. So, <laughs> they probably waited as long as they could and uh, didn't turn out too good. A lot of disgruntled people leaving uh, the ballpark last night. Yeah, no doubt. But when when you look at this team, they get in as the last team to get in. And then you you can – I feel like you can see their belief just swelling game after game, almost inning after inning with the way that they've won games and just bashing. What have, what's just been so impressive about this group to you and, and this run that they're on? Because you're in a situation now, three in Philly, you never know what can happen. Well, they, they've been on an unbelievable run, but the, the chemistry on that team is unbelievable. And I really believe it started when, when the playoffs started, you know, we, we didn't have a real good month of September. Mm-hmm. And then once we got in, uh, the first game against St. Louis, down two to nothing going in the ninth inning. That was a big momentum changer for us. And it sort of it has carried over all the way up until now. But, uh, you know, like you said, we have a good record here at Citizens Bank. I mean, I, I wouldn't be shocked at all if we happen to swept, if we sweep Houston. I know they're a real good team, but we play exceptionally well when we take the field here. And, of course, the crowd goes to another level. Uh, I went to the Houston series and sitting next to some people that were from Houston. I said, is this your guys big time crowd here? And she says, yeah, isn't it loud? And I went, you're in for a rude awakening in a couple of days because she thought it was really loud. And I thought it was very low, low key. In fact, there were a lot of empty seats in the upper deck there. Really? We'll see how they, how it turns out. I I know it's not going to really affect them that much Houston because they have played in New York and Boston. And I watched a couple of those games and those fans were definitely all over them. So We'll see what happens. I know they're going to be loud tonight. There's no question about that. 
Yeah, let's get back to that chemistry of this squad because Jason and I have been talking about that since the playoffs began. Like, there's something special going on here, and this is how we sort of described it. Like, when you could, you see one of these guys gets a big hit, how the dugout reacts immediately. Like, everybody is all for, for everybody else. Like, it's just, it just seems to be a group that really fits together. Well, here that you know they're all pulling the rope the same way, and and uh, Schwarber has a lot to do with that. This guy's an unbelievable leader. He got guys together during the season, and they did some karaoke stuff on the road. I even think they went bowling together. You very seldom see that at the big league level. Hmm. And it was all him and uh, and Caspiano. So the two new guys that came, you know, people, even though you make a lot of trades or sign free agents in the, in the winter time, it takes a while to mesh. It just doesn't happen six weeks into spring training. And then, you know, it seemed like coincidentally uh, they, they got rid of Joe, who I thought was a good baseball guy, hired Rob Thompson, and things started to click. Uh, he gave them an unbelievable trust thing. He kept the lineup, basically the top five or six guys in the lineup, the same every day. He handled the bullpen the same. So I think that consistency and his calmness in that dugout really, really helped this ball club. Hey, Bo, when you look at it, and you mentioned Rob Thompson, like he comes in and he grabs it and he's able to just speak to guys. We see that in a lot of sports where when they make a change, it's just the it's not necessarily the difference in message because maybe the message isn't that different, but it's difference in messenger. Is it the same way in MLB like it is in other sports in that regard? Yeah, I, I believe so. You know, I was with Rob in New York with Joe Torrey, and, and Rob has definitely paid his dues. He's he's ridden on buses in the minor leagues. He was in charge of the whole Yankee minor league system. He coached for Joe Torrey. He has a lot of Joe Torrey traits. He's very cool under pressure. If the camera were, were on him and we were down 10-0 or up 10-0, you couldn't tell the difference. Same as Joe Torrey. So, obviously, you know, sometimes in baseball it takes one day to get a reputation. It takes 30 or 40 years to get rid of it. And I, I'm sure baseball people thought this guy's a real good coach. He could be a bench coach, a first base coach, a third base coach. He really never got an opportunity. Hmm. And now he got an opportunity and he's taken the ball and run with it. And the Phillies have rewarded him with a two- or three-year contract, which I think he definitely deserves. But I think he deserves a lot of credit for the turnaround here. And, of course, the players have to go out and do their thing. And they've responded to him unbelievably. Yeah, you really got to give uh, ownership and the front office credit, too, for, for hitting the eject button on a guy with a brand. I mean, Girardi has a brand, you know, a right. baseball brand and, you know, came from the Yankees and had success there. And that's why he was brought in here and here this early in his tenure to say, hey, it's not working. We got to we got to do something to do that takes a lot. of You got to give him a lot of credit for that. Uh, Dave Dombrowski, he's not afraid to pull pull the plug on, on things, uh, even during the trade deadline. They weren't what you call earth-shattering moves, but they were very good moves. Mm -hmm. And he has a way of putting together a, a championship baseball team. And no one thought at the trade deadline, in fact, I was in those meetings, he said, well, you know, we have a chance for these playoffs. And once we get in, who, who knows what's going to happen? And that's exactly right. It's not always the best team that wins the World Series. It's the team that's playing the best. And up until now, we've been playing as good as anyone, just as Houston's been playing as good as anyone. So these next uh, games here, whether they're at Citizens Bank Park or in Houston, are probably going to determine what happens here. Uh, you know, it's going to be hard to sweep these guys three straight, but I think it can be done. And I really believe, guys, that this rainout helped us. Nothing against Syndergaard. We can put him back in the bullpen. Hey, skip him. <laughs> right? And now you got Suarez starting tonight, and I'm sure they're going to try to stretch him out. You know, and I was talking to Rob Thompson last night, and they're still undecided about it after Nola. I personally would think they're going to give Wheeler an extra day 
So we might have to do a bullpen game there. It all depends on, I'm sure, where we are, if we're up right. or down at that time. Yeah, well, if desperation comes into it as well. Uh, but let me ask you about, because Harper misses a lot of time this year with the injury, but he comes back and like, and the way this, you know, I, I wasn't sure right away when he became to Philadelphia, if it was all genuine, his buy-in to the city and all that. But over time, he's proven to me that, yeah, it is genuine. It's not just, you know, patronizing the fans. But the way he hits a baseball is so <laughs> damn violent. Yes. I mean, I don't know that I've ever seen anything like it. No, when, when he when he's on like he is right now, and he starts hitting balls to left center field and center field instead of trying to pull everything, which mm-hmm. he gets into some funk sometimes uh, trying to hit the ball to right field. He has no idea. I'm sure he does how strong this guy is. You know, and I, I played with Schmitty and Lazinski, and those guys were exceptionally strong. This guy takes it to another level. And when he's locked in right now, and I know Dusty, we were, we grew up together in Sacramento. I'm sure when this series started, he says, there's one guy I don't want to beat us. I don't want Harper to beat us. And I think in, in Harper's maturity lately, He's willing before, I don't think he was willing to take walks. I think he wanted to be up there hacking and he's willing looking at our lineup to pass the baton. And he's been very selective at the plate. And that's why he's doing a lot of damage. But this guy's on a roll right now. The big home run against San Diego. I mean, oh. he literally, when people say, get on my back, I'm going to carry you. He can definitely do that. And it just so happens we have four or five guys in that lineup that if say he does go over four and has a rough night, we have guys in that lineup all the way down to nine, really, that can pick him up and, and pick up key runs. Our lineup is deeper than a lot of other teams. Seven, eight, nine, mm-hmm. you know, you got Stott down there, you got Marsh down there, you got Segura. Those guys come up big. And I look at all the other seven, eight, nines that we played. They're good baseball players, but they're not as deep as we are top to bottom, I don't believe. No, you're absolutely right. Segura is, you know, the professional hitter. I mean, yes, he, he does yeah. love his approach at the plate. And uh, the addition of Marsh, you know, it got off to maybe a little bit of a rocky slow start, but maybe right. he's fit in perfectly. He's great in the outfield. I think he 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 meshes with, you know, the, the other t- members of the teammate on a personality type level. And uh, Stott, I just I just love, you know, he comes up clutch, man. Well, he's going he's gonna to be a good player here. He, yeah. This guy, I, I even talked. Let, uh, to a couple people next year, if you wanted, to, if you wanted to move Schwarber down, I think this guy could be a good leadoff hitter. I've watched him the last two weeks. I look up at the scoreboard that counts 0 and 2. The next minute is 3 and 2, and he's fouling off seven, eight, nine pitches. Yep. This guy's not afraid to hit with two strikes. He's got ice water in his veins. He's very steady. Never makes stupid mistakes out there. He's always in the right place. I think he's going to have a great career here, barring any injuries. You know, and talk about the development and the maturity of, of Bohm, because he had that situation early in the season, oh, yeah. you know, and, every, you know, we all know what we're talking about, where he you know, was bad in the field and the fans were getting on him. And then he mouthed, you know, I hate this effing place right. or whatever it right. was. And he owned up to it. And since then, uh, his career arc has gone up. And we all know he was a good hitter, but he's been embraced now by the fan base. And I think he's playing with a lot, you know, like there's no weight on his shoulders anymore. I believe that. As you, as you well know, uh, if you're honest with this city and when you mess up and you face it, get in front of the camera and say, you know what, I made a mistake. They are going to embrace you as opposed to running from it or making excuses. This kid's a great worker. I'm telling you every day he goes out and Bobby Dickerson, the infield coach, works uh, tirelessly every single day, this kid. He wants to be good. He's come up with some big plays. Yeah. Does he make some mistakes? Yes. 
our team, <laughs> I've never seen a team that can mess up routine balls <laughs> that lets the other team score. And then when you need a play, an unbelievable play, they came up, they come up with it. Uh, it's their mindset. They're mentally tough guys. Uh, they have a way of shrugging it off. And when I say shrugging it off, not, not that they don't care. They know you got to turn the page and make a play if it happens again. And we've done that. Uh, Bohm's done it at third base. And I know Haas has missed some balls and he's also come up big at the plate. Yep. You know, he got booed a couple of times from missing a ball comes up and hits a key home run. So you got to be mentally tough as you guys well know to play in the city. But most of all, you have to be honest with these fans. And I think most of these guys have been honest. When they mess up, hey, they're right in front of the camera say, I got to make that play. I'm the one that caused that big inning. And that's what they've done the last, especially the last six weeks. Well, that's the thing, too, with this team is they're likable because, to me, they play the game in an honest way. And, you know, the people in this city will always attach to that. They always will. And... They'll love you even if you don't win, if you play the game in an honest way. But if you do win and you play it that way, forget about it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a blue-collar <laughs> city. And, you know, when these kids come up and I go down to spring training, I tell them, if you guys give effort every day, I'm not going to tell you they're not going to boo you, but eventually you will win there. You will be on their side. And uh, it's, it's, pay, it's proven that if you face up to making a bad play or a stupid mistake, they're going to love you. And obviously, as you said, if you get that parade down Broad Street, you might not have to buy a drink for the rest of your career here because every time you go in somewhere, hey, I remember 1980 or I remember 2008, have a have a beer on me. Uh, they love you. Once you establish that you were the best that particular year, you're good to go here in Philadelphia, believe me. That's why you haven't moved. <laughs> I've been here a long time since 70s, so. Well, I know uh, they were going to have uh, a couple of legends throw out the first pitch last night. So I guess that happens tonight. Um, uh, Mike Schmidt, Bernie Perrant, uh, Dr. J. And, right. uh, I'm, I'm forgetting one. The, uh, the but, Eagle, uh, the Eagle lineman, I think, or linebacker, uh, the one that, that was in the uh, Super Bowl. I'm trying to think. Uh, God, I can't think of his name right now. Bill Bergie? Yeah. Who? No, not Bergie. No, he's still playing. He's still playing the guy with the Eagles. Oh, Brandon Graham? Yes. I think okay. Brandon Graham was the other one. Yep. So. When are you throwing out one? Are they going to put you out there for <laughs> game throw four? throw BP tonight, Harry. They, they tell me they don't want me to throw it out because they think I can still play, and I start laughing at them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, that's going to be quite a cast. And, and, you know, I look back at, at 1980 where every single team went to the last last round. Yeah. Uh, the Sixers, the Flyers, the Eagles, and us, we were the last one standing. But it's hard to get four teams – go all that way. And I'm looking at the Eagles this year. I'm looking at our team this year. I'm looking at the Flyers vastly improved. And we know on paper, I know you don't win them on paper, but the Sixers have a very good team. Yeah. So maybe we can get that mojo going again in the city where you have all four teams that are competing for the final thing at the end. Yeah. They won a road game last night without the big fella. So that's, right. uh, you know, they're, they're starting to figure it out, but man, I'll tell you, it's a great time in Philadelphia right Unreal. now. It really is. It really is. Well, we know you got uh, things to do this afternoon before the game, so we really appreciate a couple minutes of your time. I miss talking baseball with you, man. Well, let me ask you this: Are you still golfing? Yeah, we got to we got to hook up, man. Well, let's go. The last time, that's the last time when you got hurt, you were on a golf course. I know. I know. So we got to go out, go out and whack it around a little bit. Let's do that. We can okay. we can do that. I'll set All that right, up. Guys. Thanks, Larry. Thanks for doing this. All right, my pleasure. And let's go, Phils. We got to go. need we need three more wins here somewhere. Yes. Go Phil's. You got it. All right, guys. All right, All right man. There he is. Larry. Yeah. Noah. I love that guy.
Yeah, he's great. He's fantastic. Yeah. I love talking to him. Oh my goodness. I mean, can you think of, you know, a better guy to have, you know, down at spring training around these young players when they're coming up in the system, no. sort of explaining to them, like, this is the way it works here. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like giving them a roadmap to say, you know, if this happens, like the Bohm situation, you know, I, I, I don't mm-hmm. know that he talked to him directly about that, but I mean, who, who better to advise a young player in the Philly system than Larry Boa? Yeah, because not only did he play here and gets the fans and everything too, but he was a great player. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know that's the thing. And, and he's and, not from here. I mean, he grew up in Northern no, California, you know, like exactly. Sacramento area and stuff. Yep. So you know, like he had to adjust and sort of acclimate himself. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't always rosy back in the seventies no. when you were coming up with those uh, with those great players. So yeah, and, awesome. and and for Bo too, you know, he's a guy that managed. For yep. a long time, was on a staff, obviously, with Joe Torre in, mm-hmm. in New York for all those years. It was with Rob Thompson, actually, you just mentioned. But, yep. yeah, I mean, he he's a fantastic resource to have around and for guys to bounce stuff off of. You know, he's just an old ball, old ball player. Yeah. You know what he's else broke. is a fantastic resource? What's that? Wealth Advisory Services, Jason. If you don't know them, you should, because Paul, Dave, and their entire team have over 100 years of first-class service, working with all different levels of investors across the country. And there's something way more powerful than luck or coincidence that brings financial independence within reach, and that's planning. And as professionals dedicated to continuing education and a high standard of ethics, they leave nothing to chance. Wealth Advisory Services coordinate with other trusted pros to ensure seamless management of your assets with services that range from portfolio management, insurance, tax, estate, retirement planning, and beyond. They're located in Bucks County and Cape May, New Jersey. WealthAdvisoryServices.com, a personalized approach to managing your wealth. There you go. A little yes. Wealth Advisory Services. Um we want to touch on a couple other things, Harry. First of all, the Eagles. I mean, Jesus. Uh, yeah. I got an invite to go to the game from my father-in-law. He's a Steeler fan. Oh, okay. So this past Sunday, yeah. Yeah, but I, I couldn't go because I, I didn't even know at the time that I wouldn't be feeling well. I had other stuff uh, already planned for my son's hockey team, which I couldn't attend anyway because I ended up being in bed sick. But, I mean, they just belted them. Yeah, I mean, they were, uh, what, 10 and a half, 11 and a half, 12 point favorites. I took them. I laid the points and I had no qualms about it, as I will on Thursday night. I'm laying 13 points against the Texans wow. on the road. I mean, th- this team is just, you know, f- you know, forget about, you know, the rest of the NFC for a moment. When you start looking at the NFL, it's it's the Eagles are right there with Buffalo and Kansas City. And they're they're just a notch above the next level. It's those three teams right now. And now a lot can change. There's a full half season to go, um, you know, and they've managed to avoid the, the injury bug thus far uh, with key personnel. So, you know, we'll see how this plays out. But right now they are they are at that top echelon. You know, I know seven and you know seven and oh and, and so forth. But uh, and you can poke holes in their schedule if you want. They did beat Minnesota, who I think is a really good team mm-hmm. who only has that one loss. Um, and they're on that next level down to me. Minnesota's like just a rung down. But right now, they're they're as good as anybody in the NFL. You're starting to figure out that the quarterback is the guy. I'm really, yeah. you know, I'm, I've, I've gotten there. When I'm watching him throw those passes to A.J. Brown on Sunday where he just dropped them right, right in the bucket. Yeah. You know, they, they were just perfect throws. I mean, when he started here, he wasn't able to do that. 
No. Um, and he's got a work ethic that is, you know, as, as good as anybody, you know, you've ever seen, and he's going to continue to, to get better. Yeah. That's, that's the other thing. As long as he can stay healthy, um, you know, I think the sky's the limit for this offense. You know, it's just, I mean, who do you, who do you try to stop? Because if you try to isolate one guy, you know, Goddard will step up. Miles Sanders will step up. Devontae yeah, Smith, so you know, the there's just so many guys that can kill you. Yeah, and they're so good up front on both yeah. sides of the ball, too. Right. And the thing is, is, you know, like with Hurts, you go, you know, we're coming into this year, you know, should they trade for Deshaun Watson? Should they do this? Should they do yep. that? Russell and Wilson. Yeah. yeah, there was a lot of questions like, right. okay, is he the right guy? If we were asking this question, that gives you your answer. But he's come in and just been unbelievable. And you got to give the coaching staff a shit ton of credit, too. I mean. Yeah, you do. I mean, guys you know, a good the, job. the defensive coordinator, we're, we're not pissing and moaning about about Gannon right now. No. Um, you know, they're doing a great job. You got to give Howie a lot of credit because all the, the, you know, the, the personnel that he brought in here, when you start thinking about Hassan Reddick, uh, White, Kaiser White from uh, the Chargers, they drafted Nicobe Dean, who, you know, is a young player. Uh, Robert Quinn, they just brought in from the mm-hmm. Bears, who is an established, you know, stud. He had 18 and a half sacks last yeah, season. Yeah, that's ridiculous. He's got over 100 sacks in his career. He's a three-time pro bowler. And is he near the end? Maybe. But, I, you know, yeah, he's only got one push. sack this year. Yeah. Okay. So that, that you know, kind of raises your eyebrows saying, is, you know, is he done? I don't think he's done. Uh, so I think that's a great acquisition. Jordan Davis, they drafted, who's now hurt uh, for a while. But then the, the backside, they brought in Bradbury and Gardner Johnson. And both these guys have been just tremendous alongside Slay and their safeties. I mean, this defense is really playing at a high level. And you notice we're not even talking about Fletcher Cox anymore. No, we're not. You know what I mean? It's the other guys. <laughs> yeah. And and he's still playing at a good level. So is yeah. Brandon Graham. And it, it is unbelievable. Um and this A.J. Brown, I mean, that, that one guy has just – you stick him in that offense and it, it makes everything else work, you know, for yeah. everybody else because he de- he demands such attention. Well, the the one know? touchdown pass that he caught, the first one I guess it was that he caught where he, yeah. he jumps inside uh, was unbelievable. Yeah, was I mean, he, he, he wants the ball and when he goes up, when he touches it, it's his. Like he's yeah. – he, he's just so strong, his hands, and he catches it with his hands, and he's just he's just a bull. Yeah, it's he really goes after the ball, to watch. too. Unbelievable. Yeah. No. So, yeah, I mean, so who, who do they have this week? This, this they got week? the Texans Thursday night. Uh, that's right, yeah. So and that's going to go night. up against a Phillies game. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, I guess you got to have the double TV set up, bro. See, if you, you know don't have saying? the double TV set up or multiple screen set up at this point, I don't have any sympathy for you. Because, Harry, you've had right. this for a decade now. Yeah, exactly. You got you got to you know the TVs are so cheap. It yeah. used to be where the you know a couple you know each one would cost you a couple of grand. Now you can go out and get a nice 40, 50 inch TV for next to nothing. A couple hundred bucks. So just stack them. Yeah, let's yeah. go. Just stack them already. <laughs> stack them and rack them. Yes, <laughs> unbelievable. Yes. Um, so yeah, it'll be that'll be a very busy Thursday. Did the Flyers play? No, the Flyers are off Thursday. No, that that would have missed- changed the schedule. Have you missed any games with this illness? I, I didn't go do the game on Saturday night. I did it from home. Okay. Because um, that's when it started kicking in on me on Saturday morning. So okay. on Saturday night, I said I probably shouldn't go to the game. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, knew, I saw what the wife had the week prior. And I'm like, I think I have that. I don't want to give it to anybody. Certainly not the guys when they're getting ready to head on a road trip and on planes. Right, right. Which they're in New York tonight and Toronto tomorrow and Ottawa on Saturday. So 
I just did the game from home. How but long there, did it last with the wife? A week? Was she done? About five days. Five, five six days. days. Yeah. Okay. So you think you're near the end of it? Uh, I'm probably not at the end. I'm probably now on the backside. Like I feel okay. a little better. Like I'm at least able to be upright right now, although I'm right. running out of gas here really quick. Um, but your ribs hurt, right? Oh my, it, it feels like Barry Bonds took a 38 ounce bat to my ribs. Or, or somebody coughing. took you into the boards like really hard. Like who would yeah. that be? Like you cross-checked you right into the boards. Like Ally Afraidy back oh, in the day. Yes. Rode me into the wall. Um, yeah. <laughs> Because I've been coughing so much and so violently, yeah, like my ribs like all in here, right? They hurt so bad. Yeah, you're I using those oblique muscles when you cough. Yeah, and I've had enough. Yeah, I've had enough of the coughing. I can't take it anymore. Yeah, it's awful. Now, are you coughing stuff up, or is it just like a dry, annoying cough? No, nah, it's wet. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass. It's a real wow. pain in the ass. Yeah. I mean, I haven't even been chewing. That tells you how that tells oh, you. Oh boy. Yeah. yeah. Whoa, wait a second. That's breaking news. Yeah, we need to alert the AP. You need you need to put out a tweet on yeah. Yaji's uh Twitter. I've had this can for way. like three days now, Harry. That wow. never goes that long. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah, by the way, follow us on Twitter at Ajis. Is it at Ajis or at Ajis Pod? Let me see. It might be at Ajis ah, Pod. Geez. Yeah. Uh, but we gotta give a shout out too to a uh a loyal listener of ours back in the radio days has now found the podcast oh, who's and, that? and is listening on her commute to work on Saturday. Saturday. She Saturday. puts it on, you know, she goes in to work on a Saturday. It's all about Tina four for four. Oh, wow. Yes. Her. Yes. Yeah. How's she doing? Yeah. Doing well. Loves the podcast. Yes. It's at Aji's pod. Okay, good. Yeah. At Aji's pod. So. Um, why don't you tell the people about fudge kitchen, Harry? <laughs> you could use a little fudge right now. Oh, maybe could. maybe you got a little fudge. Yeah, that's right. In the Halloween basket last night. But yeah, you can't taste it right now. But they're an official sponsor of Not For Long Media and the Aji's Pod. The original Fudge Kitchen is a staple of the Jersey Shore. Six locations in Cape May, Wildwood, Stone Harbor, and Ocean City. The original Fudge Kitchen, you know, they make all their fudge right in the store, on the location, guaranteeing a delicious product. So stop by and let them know that N4L, Not For Long, sent you. If you aren't able to visit in person, that's not a problem because they ship across the USA. Check them out at fudgekitchens.com. The original Fudge Kitchen shipping fudge and sweet treats across the country. It's the holiday season now. A lot of, you know, this is when you eat the sweets, starting with Halloween, you know, Thanksgiving, you get a little, little sweet tooth. And then in Christmas, the New Year's, this is, this is the time. Then you go to the gym. Right. And then you take right into Valentine's Day. Yes. <laughs> uh, let me ask you, how do you think, uh, you know, series split at one right now, coming back to Philly for three. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you think they get it done? And do you think the Phillies win the World Series? I think they win the World Series. I think they win the World Series. Uh, you know, I've been saying this for a wow. couple of weeks now. I just think there's something special going on there. And, you know, they've got a very good line. You talk, you know, heard Larry Boa say, and he's absolutely right. Like the bottom end of this order is better than than the Astros. The yeah. Astros have a really good lineup. Don't don't get me wrong. And they got some good pitching. Um but, you know, if you're going to – I think this was a, a steal-your-heart moment. If you have Justin Verlander, who's going to win his third Cy Young on the mound, and you got a 5 nothing lead in Game yeah. 1 of the World Series at home, and you spit the bit, I think that was the end. 
I really yeah. do. I know the Astros came back in one game too and and beat Wheeler. I get all that. You're, you weren't going to sweep them. But Justin Verlander has not won a World Series game in his amazing career. Do you realize that? That's a, that is amazing. It is incredible. Yeah. Um, but he's unbelievable. How, yeah, he how really is. is. And, and he has Kate Upton, which is nice. Yeah, which is not um, bad. McCullers and Suarez tonight. McCullers is tough. Right hand. He's got a great curveball. Uh, Suarez, they got to get at least five, five and a third innings out of him tonight. You know, I need, okay. I need him. I need him to get into the sixth inning, ideally. Uh, then you got Javier against Nola. Uh, we like Nola in that matchup. And then Verlander possibly against Cindergard in game five. Now, this obviously depends on where they are. Like if they if they're up, let's just say it's two, two. This is the this is the question. I should have asked Larry this. If it's two, two for game five and you're thinking about right now, it's Cindergard and a bullpen game against Verlander. Don't you put Wheeler in that game? Forget about the extra day off and try to win. Get get the three two lead to go to Houston to put him on the ropes. Yeah, that's I probably mean, what I do. I think that's what you got to do, right? Yeah, I think you have to. I mean, they do catch a little bit of a, a break because they can skip Cindergard because of yesterday, mm-hmm. and they can go to Suarez. But yeah, I think you might have to. I mean, if it's two two, if you're up, if you're up three one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, but then, if you're up, if you're up three one, don't you want to clinch it? Do yeah, you, you know what I mean. Like, you, you want to put them out as quick as you can. Yeah, you don't want to mess around and go back to yeah. Houston if you don't have to. Obviously, oh yeah. Uh, but that's the thing. Like, do they move Wheeler from Game Six to Game Five if they if it's two two or if they're up three one? That's mm. going to be you know that could be the series. That's going to be the balls move that Rob Thompson's going to have to make. Yeah. He's got yeah. to figure that out. So. And because, yeah, you, I mean, you don't want to go back down there. You've been so good at home. So, oh, I don't know. Now, well, did you tonight see, should be interesting. Yeah, it will be interesting. Um, did you see there was a death in the hip-hop world yesterday? No. Last night, I believe this happened. Oh, I forgot down, to pour one out, Harry. Down in Houston. Uh, Migos, the band, uh, the group Migos, they're like a trap rap kind of band, hip-hop artist that I used to play back when I was doing rap is rap, hip hop is hip hop okay. at the old station. And me and South Shunis used to always goof around about Migos, but the guy, the, the member is takeoff. That's his name. He was shot dead last night in Houston in a dice game at a what? club, at a private party at some club, I think in Houston, they were having a dice game and, and uh, takeoff got shot and he killed him. Takeoff got sent off, huh? Takeoff is off. He got off. Wow. Now, you remember the song? That's a serious the- dice game when they're going to kill somebody. Uh, it's awful. Get the bag. Do you remember that song with Gucci Mane and Migos? I used to play it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. Because yeah. you used get to have big. fun with the, get the bag. So, yeah. Oh, that's, the, that's the group. Oh, man. And he's Migos. gone now. Yes. Well, I think they're to- from Atlanta. I think I'm gonna but. have to pour a diet coke out for him, Harry. That's terrible, man. Yeah. Is he playing dice. You shoot a guy. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Unbelievable. I'm not playing dice, man. I'm out. No, I'm out on the dice. <laughs> yeah. Not I Andrew was over dice. there. Now I'm yes. over here. Right. Yes. <laughs> we got to get. Now. Can we get him on? Is that Good possible? Dice? Yeah. Well, I don't know. He's so goofy. I, I mean, con- let's see if I can dig up a contact on him. I think that I would be him. awesome. Oh, my God. I'm over here now. <laughs> ah, jeez. <laughs> yeah, we could get him to do a promo for the, yeah. for the podcast. 
Oh my god, Dice! <laughs> I gotta see if he's touring. Maybe he could, uh, yeah, you know, come on and do a. Yeah, he he's an absolute riot. He's one of my favorites. That's he, for sure. He definitely is. All right, I I can tell you're starting to lose some steam. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm struggling bad. Yeah. Now. All right. So you you need to get some sleep. Yes. Uh, if you're having uh, trouble getting enough sleep at night, Som Sleep has you covered. Their scientifically advanced Som Stack includes ingredients that are naturally found in your body, like magnesium and melatonin and others. Sleep's the best form of recovery. We all know that, and it has helped N4L founder and NFL tight end Colin Thompson take his game to the next level. It's simple. All you got to do is drink one serving 30 minutes before bed, and your body will naturally calm itself down. Other sleep supplements will leave you groggy in the morning, but not some sleep. You're going to wake up feeling refreshed and ready to conquer the day. So make sure you check them out at GetSom.com and use the code G's, J-E-E-Z, for 10% off your order. All right, that wraps up Episode 40. We'll be back next week celebrating, uh, hopefully, a World Series win, Harry. Yeah. Ain't no Eagles team and uh, much more. So join us next week on a brand new edition, Episode 41 of... The Aji's podcast. Any last words, Rahar? Ah, that's it, man. Go Phils. Go Phils. Thanks, everybody. What is this? The stand.